some of it's luck. I almost hate to say luck because that's such a, uh, you can't control that. Mm. So a lot of it's the being in the right place at the right time, but saying yes. This is the Job Stories Podcast, how people find work that matters. If you don't mind, just to right off the top, introduce yourself and what is your job now? What, what is it that you do um, and for who? So my name is Susan Culkin and I'm, my background is in product design and I'm currently building a UX team for Alliance Bernstein, which is a, a global asset management firm. So I'm kind of focusing on keeping up with the redesign, but also kind of standardizing our process and educating stakeholders on the concept of human-centered design. But I also teach a night class on digital product design is the name uh, for Nashville Software School. And I like that. Just, I always learn more than uh, my students do, I think. So I've been doing that for a few years. Yeah, that's really cool. So does that, with the Nashville Software School stuff, does it kind of feel like, just kind of, almost like mentoring a little bit? Does it kind of feel like that to a degree? Say it again. Are you mentor? Does it kind of feel like you're able to kind of mentor? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That happens. And and you know what? It's, I mean, I'm teaching professionals. They have come in with a lot of their own experience. So sometimes I learn even more. Uh, I have a security expert in this current cohort and he's taught me a few things that I didn't know. So I don't know if I'm mentoring them as much as they mentor me, but it does make me stay on top of the industry. Anyone should stay, any professional should be staying on top of their industry. But for me, anyway, I think it drives me a little bit more to make sure that I'm teaching them the newest and the best. So, Oh, that's really cool. So um, have you kind of back us up a little bit? Have you been in product for quite a while? Like kind of what, how's your story go a little bit? So my story goes that I was an art director for a big consulting firm in DC. And one advantage of working with large companies is you have large clients with large wallets. Mm. And we were approached by one of our clients of the telecommunications company that's long gone, but um, they wanted one of these new things called an intranet. And we're consultants. So when they said, can you do that? Of course we said, sure. (laughs) And then we went back to the office and said, oh my God, (laughs) what is an intranet? And I'm like, I don't know. Let me just go ask the employees which what they wish they could get to via their computers. So user experience wasn't a name yet and there was no Google. So we didn't have anywhere to look. So we started with, went and talked to people and the text went off to figure out what can we build with html and it went from there kind of a fake it to make it type situation i love oh exactly just kind of yeah we were talking about that the other uh, earlier today it was like sometimes you just got to go for things you just got to go for it every (laughs) once in a while i know like people are a little more versed to risk but um we were talking about that and i think just from us building our own business from an entrepreneur standpoint it's Mm -hmm. wild navigating risk is wild so have you felt any of that in your career, like maybe changing jobs or anything like that and navigating risk? Yeah, and I've had, and some of it's luck. I almost hate to say luck because that's such a, 
uh, you can't control that. Mm. So a lot of it's the being in the right place at the right time, but saying yes, mm. like the next time that I, the next example I can think of when um, I had the, oh my gosh, where am I going to look for that information was uh, I worked for a cable firm uh, up in New York and it was a kind of a small but scrappy saying small for cable is they're never really that small but in the industry it would be one of the smaller ones and we're always willing to try something and apple actually approached us before the ipad was out to say hey do you want to put the tv on the ipad and um so my boss pulls me in and says, what do you think? And I said, let's do it. <laughs> like, why would we say no? Mm. But that time I knew to say, but I'm going to need help. Mm. So uh, every, every bit is learning. So Back to um, the fact that you're teaching now for Nashville, Nashville Software School. Do you, have you always had that side in you that you'd like to teach what you know, or was that a, thing that developed over time. I mean, could you talk about that? Cause I think that's, it's interesting because, um, after you're in a career field for a little while, you think you got it. And so then make, then making yourself teach it, it yeah. would make me think, yeah, I don't have this as well as I thought. Mm -hmm. So, um, kind of walk oh, me yeah. through that. Like, have you always wanted to teach or no, actually, it just didn't occur to me for exactly the reason that you said, like doing it is one thing, but I don't know, can I explain this to somebody? Right. It happened because uh, John Wark, the founder, and I had been both mentoring at a startup accelerator and we had met and talked about UX and uh, starting companies and product design. And really the school was new and he needed somebody to come in and show the HTML and CSS class, you know, like basically designed for developers for a day. And he reached out to me and said, could you do that? And I was like, I guess I could. So I came up with something and uh, I always feel bad for the first class because they're the guinea pigs. You mm -hmm. know? And then you realize I'm going to change it this way. So that's really how it happened because John asked me and then um, it just grew into a class and I, same thing. I was like, well, I guess I could figure this out. And, um, I guess the first class couldn't have been too bad. I actually work with one of my students from there and every once in a while I'll tell him, I really think you should take this over again. I've got <laughs> this down so much better now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have, have you, I mean, so I was a teacher. I was a elementary math teacher for a little while to start oh. my career. And so like, I, I definitely found that the first class of the day, pretty awful second class today not as awful third class today a little bit better and by the fourth and fifth class I was pretty solid so like um but I would imagine I mean it's IT so it's changes so much and so like um how do you I mean of course you improve over time but then by the time you think you have the material it kind of changes a little bit yeah so how do you what is your process to learn and then so that you can go teach? So the process to learn, and I teach the class the way I work really of there's a process and I'm going to cram this in in a few weeks so that when you walk out of here, you can re, uh, reproduce this. 
So, and I think that's just how I think that was the, um, you know, we're going to start with discovery, then we're going to do definition. And I felt more confident kind of managing them in a case study. So that's what we're doing. And um, really, I always learn from my class. There's that from every class, every cohort, I follow the same process, but I do have to update the materials. Uh, for example, audio came up, you know, Siri, Alexa, all of that. I had to be honest and say, I'm sending you videos and things to read on this because I am not an expert on this. We have to figure this part out together. Um, and I was just lucky that it wasn't a big demand in this class, but I'm going to have to take some classes or reach out to some friends of mine who do that. So every once in a while, it's just reaching out to somebody and saying, I need you to either come talk to my class so I can learn how to do this, or can we have coffee? And, and a lot of times just oh, medium.com is awesome because <laughs> it's a great network of you start this article and it will send you off to another expert. And, you know, it's a lot of reading and YouTubing. It's more of like what we talk about quite a bit, but that continual learning and that through thread between most folks like yourself. Um, and I think that's good for, for candidates to hear that they need to sign up now. Like you're going to be learning and like mm -hmm. it never stops. And hiring managers, I get love to hear that from candidates about what are you working on now? What do you want to work on? Is that just a kind of, is that something that you kind of um, lean into as well, that continual learning? 100% and it's part of what I like about UX is I, for example, I work for a financial asset management I firm. I am not a finance person whatsoever. You do not want me managing your money. Um, <laughs> but I can figure out, you know, I can take what our users need, what our customers are looking for and translate it to the digital interface. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can talk to the experts. So that's part of the reason I like this so much. Every, you know, healthcare, music, uh, finance. Mm. I've worked in so many different industries. I get to learn just about people. I got into this because I like people. Mm. You know, that first example that I told you about, they want, said, do you want intranet? I had been an art director. And um, the example I always give is, picking the perfect shade of blue is actually very important because that's the curb appeal. That first look that somebody has on your app or your website or whatever, that's what captures their attention. Um, but I find it a lot more interesting to find out, you know, what do you think when you sit down and your hands touch the keyboard or touch the screen of your phone, what are you as a user expecting to happen? Mm. Um, I just think humans are fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> it's how they work. So. Yeah. You have to keep learning to be able to keep up with them. Yeah, that's really cool. It would seem that somebody in your role, and I may be way off base, but it would seem like empathy would have to be pretty high on your character trait list because you have to put yourself in user shoes mm -hmm. and go out and talk to them and look at what they look at and feel what they feel. So is that yeah. is that high on? And what you look for in employees, is that um, a character trait you're looking for? And yes, yes, entirely. Empathy and curiosity. Mm. Um, and for the empathy, it's not just designers. User experience is not just for your user experience designer. The person with that title is not just supposed to be creating wireframes and guiding you on the tone and the uh, keeping an eye on accessibility. That should be 
company-wide. Everyone should be thinking about who is that human that we are designing this for. I think it's great when a developer, when I you know, give them a solution and they ping me back and say, I could do it that way, but look at this other idea I have because I'm not going to know everything. And, and there's no reason for me to know everything. There's a large team of people that I work with here and there's a lot of experts out there. I don't need to know everything. I just need to listen. I need to pay attention. That's listening is probably the most important skill for any designer. Mm. You mentioned a second ago too, about all the different industries you've been involved in. So with the twists and turns in your career, like what's been a big motivator for each turn? I mean, that's a pretty broad question, but can you think of anything that's kind of I don't know if this is a fair example for others. It's been very much family driven. Um, Like I had a great job. Uh, I was doing a lot of cutting edge work, you know, learning constantly, working with fabulously talented people, but they turned it to 100% travel. And I wanted to be home with my home, at least in the evenings with my kids. So I left that one. Uh, you know, I've moved for my husband's job. My husband has moved for mine. So a lot of the things that have come ar- around me are more outside um, effects or whatever. Yeah. I would also, but the thing that makes me start thinking I've got to move on is when I'm bored. Mm-hmm. Like if I am not learning something and everyone is not looking to do better. Like we, sh- we should always be trying to exceed our, our users' expectations, our customers' expectations. I want to exceed my boss's expectations, my manager's expectations. If that's not happening, then I'm going to start checking those job boards. Yeah, it's wild. Every, a lot of folks that we talk to, I mean, when we're in our early 20s and right out of college, that motivator is money, right? But it, it for everybody, folks like yourself that we talk to, it's not that anymore. So I love the yeah. family answer. I mean, I have a young daughter. He's got young kids. Like, sure, we money sounds great. Like, we want to support our family. But we think a little right. bit bigger than that, too, now. It's kind of, yeah. we want to spend time with him. Matthew said that today. I mean, his, yep. his last job, he, he wouldn't have been able to spend as much time with him. So, yeah, that was a great answer. Never ends. Yeah. I would assume you have multiple projects going on at the same time for your current company. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. It's very so, true. Yeah. So how do you, um, how do you manage those multiple projects and train the people that are behind or maybe need a little bit extra support and then let the people go wild as they show you that they um, can maintain that much responsibility? Mm-hmm. How do you judge who needs help and who doesn't and managing all those projects going on at the same time. I love a good project management schedule. <laughs> Get chart. And, oh yeah. <laughs> I love a good project manager who's going to let me know that this has to be done before that and mm-hmm. all those things. But um, having a process is it's kind of like, you know, no designer ever wants to just do exactly what was done before. Um, But we have a style guide, we have a process, we have research, like there's always those principles to follow. So there's that to keep everyone um, focused. You know, it's 
my job is to not set rules as much to uh, set the guardrails, you know, to here's where we're all starting together and way over there is the destination. We're going to get there together. And I, the, high, the higher up I go in teams, it feels like less, I still do hands-on occasionally, but that is less important as to making sure that we're all traveling the same way. And back to how do I know they're staying on schedule, on target? One, there's definitely the milestones of the project management. Um, but some of it's just the, we, we have check-ins. I am the opposite of a micromanager. I'm not good at that. If I have hired you, I have hired you because I think you're talented and smart. Mm -hmm. And if I have to micromanage you, I've made a mistake mm -hmm. in my hiring. Um, everybody's different. Some people prefer that. I get that. Um, but you have to, I, I hate to use a cliche, but I do have the open door policy. If you are confused, it is your responsibility to come ask me. Mm -hmm. But it is also my responsibility to say, hey, I need to see what you're doing. Yeah, <laughs> um, right. So check-ins and I have not had any problem with that being personally, have not had any problem with that being in person or over Zoom. Um, sometimes I might think Zoom is a little bit easier because just share your screen with me. And um, also I need to keep in mind, I like working on multiple projects because they often benefit each other. Um, you know, if I learn something on another project, and I tell my team this, it's their response, all of our responsibility to say, you know, the product manager over here had this idea. I think we could use this over here. I'd like to have more, um, uh, I don't have the word for it. I don't want to say meetings, but more conversations where kind of a show and tell. I like, I wish we had time to do that right now of just, just plain show and tell. Hmm. Here's either what I'm working on at work or here's what I'm working on on the side or here's this thing that I demo I wish we had more time to do that we just mm. just don't right now but I can I can help yeah when you think about um your processes or systems um and so say you have a process for how you start a project and then you mm -hmm. have six projects start and do you ever have like an autopsy of how you start those processes and like relook at okay maybe this isn't the first step maybe the first step is actually this do you ever have conversations like because I'm sure the process to start a project or not only to start a project but to take that example I'm sure it's not the same over time so I'm no. sure you have to go back and relook at those so yeah yeah I like autopsy I'm gonna steal that I like that word <laughs> Um, instead of retro. Retrospect is what we usually call them. Mm. Yes, you were correct. But at the same time, that process should be scalable. So every process does not need to go out. Well, in my heart of hearts, I would always go out and start researching with new people and all of that. But not everything needs that. You know, you, you got to check the scale of it. And, um, and actually, I have a new designer who um, were flip-flopping the what I would call the gap analysis of the thing that tells us do we have everything that we need to fulfill the business requirements and the user needs um, we're going to flip-flop it a little bit on his suggestion and I may really regret this I'll know in a couple months <laughs> when we get, get to the usability testing but just got to take the risk so um, I love a good retro 
you've made a fan today because if you wanted some insight into our small team, this is our process guy. He yes. loves uh-huh. it. So you're you yeah. uh, you're a hero right now. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. To drop the mic and go now. Yes. <laughs> I'm I'm very much of the mindset that because I do one thing well one time, mm-hmm. I need to write that down and document it because that doesn't need to be the only time it goes right. Mm-hmm. Isn't that correct? So correct. um I'm just I'm just intrigued by um how you how you go back and look at okay, this is working about our process or this is not. So it's interesting. Yeah. Um, so yes, in the ideal world, I would write everything down and build a confluence page. And when I win the lottery and disappear <laughs> tomorrow, someone would be able to sit down and uh-huh. pick up where I left. Um, but that doesn't happen. Mm. Uh, oh, I hate to say this, but it is really just taking a project. Everything is a case study for me. Um, and just the noting, you know, putting it out on a wiki basically is what I have going of this went really well because I'm going to forget. Yes. Um, but I don't have time to write it out as um, or nor does everyone want me to spend the time writing out exactly everything we did. Um, so I have some pretty messy. Here's an example. And here's a couple bullet points. And this is the project we did it for next (laughs) i'm not sure when that happened it used to be a lot more organized but now we're pretty scrappy about it yeah i'm lucky i hope my wife doesn't listen to this episode because she'll know that i'm owning this but i'm lucky if i can repeat the same process when i leave the house just to have my keys my wallet my phone (laughs) i can't do it which is not um that's bad so that's why but that's fine matthew is our he he really helps us with that so. i'm a former pm so yeah, i think oh, that should go. give you a little insight into the my process thinking yeah well and if you can't find your own keys that's fine that's your problem but <laughs> that's true maybe i'm not losing other keys. needs you to get those keys then that's a problem <laughs> that's true that's true as long as i'm losing my wallet it's okay losing somebody exactly. else is a real issue yeah that's great well susan i think we're getting close to time but um I think you, do you mind to mention again, you said folks to reach out to you if they wanted to, it'd be through your website. Would that be okay if anybody wanted to reach out? I would be flattered if there's, if anyone wanted to reach out to me. And what is that URL? What is that? SusanColkin.com. So Susan, C-U-L-K-I-N.com. Perfect. And you'll see there's a chat button. Okay. Awesome. And we'll, we'll post a link. But thank you. This has been so fun. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate your time. It's been a blast. I enjoyed it too. Thank you yeah. for asking. Awesome. Absolutely. You have a great day. We'll see you soon. Fabulous. Awesome. Thanks, have a great Take week. Care. Bye. Bye.